Cura, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Welcome to B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. My name's Sadie Coe and in the first half we've got Christine Langdon is going to be interviewing somebody and Christine it's your first time isn't it on B-Sides? Yeah, kia ora. I'm really excited to be here doing my first interview on B-Sides uh, tonight and I'm so excited about who I'm going to be interviewing tonight. I really wanted to choose someone who inspired me so I've got Deb Lentworth from Free For All. Fantastic. Take it away. Okay. Um, so as I said, I really thought hard today about who I wanted to interview for my first interview on B-Side Stories. And Dee Glentworth is somebody that I've come across who is doing a whole lot of work to change the world for good from her home in Johnsonville in Wellington. She has created a venture called Free For All, which is helping to save junk, some people's junk from landfill um, and give it to people who need it. Um, so Dee, welcome first Thank of you. all. Thanks for being my first guest. <laughs> my pleasure. Um, do you want to start by telling us what Free For All is all about? Oh, you sure you want me to start? Basically Free For All um, is keeping usable items out of landfill by giving them away to the community for free. Um, I found a, long, a good few years ago when I was teaching and working at an op shop, that the stuff that the community needed where I was teaching was the stuff that was excess from the op shop. So the op shop were throwing it out, but yet this community needed it. So I started to matchmake, and that's sort of where Free For All really began. Wow, what community was that in? Uh, so I was living in Hawke's Bay at the time and um, I was relief teaching in a special needs school uh, in Hastings and it was just, you know, there was things that the community came across like say they needed sheets for a new family or um, books or toys for at home and they were sort of things I was able to resource for free and I thought, well, if I can do it, why shouldn't other people be able to resource for free? Brilliant. How long ago was that? That would have been probably a good seven-odd years ago. Um, but I've always given away stuff that's been in my blood. Mm. My father said at my wedding speech that if, even when I was a little girl of the age of about six or seven, I'd do my jobs, get my pocket money, and then after church finished on a Sunday, I'd race over and buy all the one-cent lollies <laughs> I could and do a massive lolly scramble for these kids. And, of course, I couldn't get any, but I got yeah. the joy from giving. So, yeah. Why do you think you feel so compelled to give things away? Well, it's kind of common sense to me. I see that there's communities that could have their living experience enhanced, and yet there's communities that have got items that are still of use but, still, but don't have any value. Mm. Um, and I just see there's become this massive gap between, say, prices you can pick things up secondhand for and what people have left at the end of the their week. Mm. Um, and although that is a real force for why I'm doing this, I need to be really clear that free-for-all is actually for everybody. Mm. Um, to us, we do not mind if you can afford to buy the stuff new or not. I mean, there's enough stuff out there for everyone. We just need to share it better. Mm. 
Mm. How has Free For All been evolving from those early days in the Hawke's Bay um, since you moved to Wellington? Yeah, it's it's been a bit of a, a jump, really, and it's been really, really exciting. So we moved down here to Wellington for my husband's work, and I started relief teaching when I was down here. Um, and I also was thinking about, you know, there's stuff around that I need for these kids. And I found a way to resource it. And basically, I started off um, working with another person and gifting them items to give to the community. And it grew and grew and grew. And As good things do. Yeah. My husband is kind of the most patient man I've ever met. And I love him heaps because... We bought our property because it had a big garage and he wanted to tinker in it. Yeah, he can't even actually get in it at the moment. (laughs) Oh, poor man. (laughs) What's it filled with at the moment? At the moment, we've got everything from baby's clothes to a baby bassinet right through to um, tools. There's clothing. Um, I picked out an item of clothing today and it still had its label on it, brand new price tag. Price tag was $229 for a pair of pants. Now, when I say that, that's where I'm really humbled, that people are choosing to give this stuff away rather than try and get some money back out of it. Mm. So that's really exciting me seeing those changes. Can you talk us through end-to-end from how it gets to your garage Mm -hmm. to how it gets to people who need it? Yeah, well, there's a couple of different ways we access it. Um, I'm pretty good at stalking garage sales on Facebook pages, I must admit. And um, I always wish the person holding the sale um, all the best with obviously making money, but let them know that we are a service that they can utilise at the end of the sale when they just want to get rid of the stuff. Um, we were picking the stuff up from people, but unfortunately our van is um, unable to be repaired anymore. We just can't afford it. Um, so if we anybody get... would like to donate a van. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, but so at the moment, people are dropping stuff off to us. It arrives, and if I can see the people and thank them, I think that's really important because there are choices of what you do with your stuff. Um, and so... It gets to my front doorstep, it then goes into the garage, and I go through it to categorise it. So once it's categorised, it gets stored. And we do, at the moment, our main way of getting stuff out is we hold shopping days. Now, the shopping days, everything is free. And to manage traffic, we have 30-minute appointments. And um, up to four people can come in one group. And we have three groups able to make the same appointment time. So everything goes out. Um, We try to set it up the best way we can because just because it's free doesn't mean that it shouldn't be a a nice shopping experience for people. Um, And then people come, they go to certain areas that might interest them, say linen or clothing, and they just take as much as they like. Um, and it's, yeah, then we pack it all up, put it in the shed, and mm-hmm. if there's items that just haven't gone, we'll try to find another way to utilise them. So with clothing, we donate them to car garages and books. What do you mean car garages? Um, so like Midas and Porero, they helped us out with fixing the van once, 
and they're paying ridiculous amounts of money for rags. Fascinating. Yeah, so we give them to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has created a real community relationship there. And I think that's the thing about free-for-all. It's those relationships that you create. Mm. And we've been so blessed to see them blossom between other people and ourselves with amazing people like you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I feel like you must, if we're really honest, get a lot of junk. Is there really a way to rehome everything? Well... I was collecting um, op shop leftovers for 18 months and every day we would be at this op shop and we would get at least a high-ace van full of items. Um, They didn't give us their clothing because they already had arrangements for that and, of course, there was no electricals coming through. Um, And over the 18 months, we worked it out. We gave away over 90% of what that op shop classed as waste was rehomed or repurposed or reutilised. So, yeah, it's there's a few things that you really don't want to try and save, but the bulk of it, you know, if you think outside the square, you know, like carpet for suppressing weeds or mm. um, we got given a whole lot of desk trays and no, from schools and nobody knew what to do with them. And so I said, look, drill some holes in the bottom and you've got a perfect seed raising tray. And within like a minute, that all gone, which was really cool. I think we often, um, when we're getting rid of stuff from home, take a look at it and think that's good enough to sell, maybe, mm-hmm. or it's good enough to give to the Salvation Army, or it's just not good enough for anyone. I think I'll show, I'll throw it away. Yep. Would you encourage people to maybe let you make that decision rather than trying to make it themselves and have a go at giving yeah. everything to free for all? Yeah, well, we're fortunate enough that. Um, a lovely gentleman named Peter Sims right back at the beginning of Free For All. He was in waste management. Um, he really believed in what we do. And so we have an arrangement that waste management will take most of what we can't move on. Unfortunately, Peter um, passed away. But we are so thankful to waste management for actually honouring and following on that agreement. Mm. So that gives us the ability to be able to make these choices. So, yeah, I mean, often what people think is rubbish, there's actually another purpose for it. Yeah, Mm. so good question. Yeah, let us choose. Okay. Can you, um, without um, any privacy breaches, of course, share an example, a story um, from the difference that the stuff that you're able to give away is able to make? Sure, there's one that sticks with me and I might get choked up. But we were holding a shopping day in the school holidays because we always try to do that. And I often just sit back and don't engage except to tell people, you touch it, you take it. That's a bit of a joke with our (laughs) free-for-all. And I was just sitting back and I was watching this mum had come along with two of her kids and the kids were looking through things while mum was shopping and one of the children walked up to the mum and just really gingerly said, Mum, can I have this, please? And the mum turned around and you could see she was about to say no. And then she went, oh, yeah, yeah, you can. Actually, you can have anything from here. And the kids just kind of looked at her and mouth dropped open. And they were like, really? And I backed her up at that point and I said, yep, you can take anything from here it's all free and so the kids kind of looked to mum again and she nodded her head and off they toddled and they 
I gave them a bag each to fill up and the kids started going through the toys and shopping for themselves and they were having a great time. But what I noticed after about a minute or so of the mad grabbing was they started to pick up items and started shopping for each other. So they would see items and go, oh, wow, you'd really love this. And the other child would go, that's awesome, and put it in their bag. And then they started looking around. Then they both started shopping for their mum. And it was just nice to see that once the dollar got taken out of it, once the fear of missing out was taken away because it was more than enough, mm. these kids just innately wanted to give. And that just, it just blew me away, you know, that I was so privileged to be able to watch that transaction and the change was, yeah, it was definitely something that encourages me to keep going. Yeah. That just gave me the spine tingle. Yeah. Um, we all do get more joy from giving than receiving, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I think so. Listening to you, um, it sounds incredibly labour-intensive. Mm-hmm. How are you um, going to deal with growth? How are you going to scale? What's next? Yeah, well, we're really fortunate. Um, I was a person who absolutely knew nothing about terms like scale and all that sort of thing, and... Um, an amazing lady called Kathleen from Suburban in Johnsonville, which is a co-working space, sort of grabbed me and said, look, I love what you're doing. I want to give you a scholarship to work here. Through that, I started to understand more of the business and logistics side of what I was doing. Um, it also enabled me to make some really amazing connections. And um, there's a guy out there called John Holt, and we were just fortunate that he loves what we do. Um we did have a website, we were online, and it was basically everything on it was free and people could reserve items. And that was working so well that it crashed. So all of a sudden it was like, what are we going to do to make this grow? A, a company called Putty in Auckland, the most amazing team, stepped up and they've donated nearly... I think they'd worked the build out for the website to be around Mm $106,000. And they gifted that to us. And so sometime November, early December, we will be going live nationally. So people will be able to interact with our website and share within their local community themselves. Um, And that, when we went live last time, within seven months, we had 9,000 members we were getting over 50,000 page hits. We were giving away five to 10,000 items a month. I say giving away, it's actually just rehoming. Mm. Um, and so we really hope that we'll get that level of engagement and more as people start to realise this is real. It's not a hoax. You know, I'm not going to turn around and <laughs> say, now it costs you $10 a month. This mm. is free and will stay free. It costs nobody anything to give and it takes costs nobody anything to receive on the yep. platform. And where um, are the costs being covered from? Obviously, there's you know the great people at Putty who are doing the work for you for free. Which um, is phenomenal. Um, we were really fortunate um, to receive a grant earlier this year of, a, well, it's a huge amount of money for me, but it's very small in regards to running costs. But so blessed for it. Um, I actually walked away from my teaching career and I do this full time. So we as a family 
have one income, two teenage children, and we live in Wellington. Um, so we basically find a way to cover the costs. And nine times out of ten, my family and my amazing husband choose to go without so we can continue this going on for the community. Um, my amazing husband starts work at six in the morning, works till six at night, comes home and then goes out and helps me pick up items to give away. And I seriously couldn't do it without my family. I wouldn't want to. Mm. Um, the days where it's really tough, they say, come on, mum, remember that person that you helped or, yeah. So, yeah. Is so why you do it, it or what keeps you, what keeps you doing it? Um, the stuff. I just, a really interesting term was put towards me the other day and it said that I've been allergic to waste my whole life. Mm. And I think that's a really good way to sum up who I am. I mean, my husband, when we were in Hawke's Bay, stopped me going to landfill with him because I'd bring back more than we took. <laughs> and then I'd spend the next, you know, couple of weeks trying to rehome it. But, um, yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm banned from there. <laughs> Why do you feel so strongly against stuff going to landfill? Well, I don't think we have a lack of items issue in New Zealand. I think it's the distribution. And when you see the difference the freedom to make choices gives families like that example. It's it's hard not to keep going. Um, you know, it's to me, I'm just rehoming waste, you know, rehoming items. I'm so glad when I see them gone because that frees up space for more. And but to people that's a real experience. Mm. Um, you know, we've worked with refugee families, uh, people that have left violent homes. We've helped people in all sorts of situations. There's um, an amazing thing that's happened. There's a friend of mine's got a shop in Newtown. She um, sells black and white clothing. But what she does is we give her free clothing and we also give her a supply of teddy bears. Now, this was her initiative. And the families that have been rushed down in the middle of the night that don't have anything, they often go over to fill in time and she's able to gift them some basic items that, you know, otherwise they'd have to try and find a way to pay for. Mm. They're there. And, I mean, that somebody's waste has just made such a difference to a person in a situation that no one wants to be in. Yeah. When you think back to when you were managed to go to the landfill and your husband didn't stop you from going, what <laughs> kinds of things did you see in the landfill that were just would have made so much difference to families in need? Pushchairs, um, bikes. You often see mattresses just because it's easier to get rid of them, to dump them than to try and rehome them. We often um, see mattresses out on the street these days and they've been sitting out in the rain and they're wet. And um, and then they become yeah. true waste. Yeah. They've reached the end of purpose or use at that point. Mm. Um, but it's, it's kind of the things that people just accumulate, the things that we go through the most for some reason is towels. Wow. We cannot keep up with towels. 
pairs of old towels, everybody. Yeah, pairs of socks, um, children's underwear, mm-hmm. all goes crazy. Toys, of course, just go. Um, the first year we did it, did free for all. Um, we collected often new items came through and um, amazing friend of mine Nikki and her husband who's sadly now passed away but and her mum they spent hours wrapping all these presents and so when they came kids came or the parents came they were able to just take home stuff and know that there was at least one present so it's being able to do that sort of thing Um, last year at the end of last year we held a a major garage sale we were donated the use of um, the Johnsonville Sports Club and it was amazing and we advertised it we had over 400 people waiting to get in the door Um, we actually had to only let 75 through at a time Mm. and we had over a thousand people through in a day coming from even as far away as Masterton and we can all help those people yeah. with stuff that we think is junk. So how do we get that junk to you? Cool. The easiest way, find us on Facebook. If you can't find us on Facebook. Um, free for all. Free for all. Um, if you can't find us on Facebook, our website has got a way to contact us. So that's all. .co.nz. So the website's still being rebuilt, but people can go to the landing page and um, yeah. fill in the contact form. Yeah, perfect. And so that's um, free for all, not the numeral for, but F-O-R. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, we're just accepting donations up at home at my house. Um, and tomorrow we're having a shopping day and we've already got about 10, 15 people booked to come shopping. And what do people do if they want to book to come shopping? Uh, it's all on the Facebook page. You just find the post about the shopping day, find the appointment times and pop your name down and come along. Awesome. Is there any other help that you need right now? Um, maybe marriage guidance counselling soon. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it sounds like you've got a wonderful man oh, who's standing there um, with you and believes in what you're doing as well. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable. Um, great, great man. I met him when I was 15, so yeah, it's too late now. I can't get out. <laughs> Thank you, Dee. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. Um, And to everyone listening, don't bin it, share it. Get in touch with Dee at Free For All and um, let's use our junk for good. Yeah. Thanks so much for the chat.